Hi and welcome to The Three Good Podcast, a weekend podcast where I talk about all things to do with positive psychology, resilience, well-being, mental health and emotional intelligence. I'm your host, Suk Pabial. So welcome to The Weekend everyone, and well, uh, welcome to episode four, where I talk about the acceptance of bad things happening. So this might seem like an odd topic to talk about when you consider the overall messages around positive psychology, resilience and well-being, in considering that it's important to also discuss and explore why we should think about bad things happening and how we can use that to better understand ourselves as well as understanding how we deal with bad things and what that can inform about the human endeavour, the human spirit, the human condition. And it raises a lot of interesting and quite personal questions, which often we find hard to know how to deal with. And often it's hard to explore well, unless you've got the right kind of support around you, the right kind of people to help you to think about these things. So when we think about the area and the kind of subject matter of bad things happening, I think it's important to be able to separate different things. One is, I think it's important to separate willful violence. That's that's something which is a challenge to be able to resolve in any kind of useful way, because the willful violence that that may be happening it's 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 designed to completely totally actually disrupt every part of your life and i do want to talk about it and we will talk about that i also think it's important to be able to discuss death and as a people we we find it hard to talk about death because we don't really want to, in the main, accept that it's a part of stuff that happens. We talk about it in a very existential way, but it's rare to be able to actually get into it and talk about it in a way that helps us to prepare for it almost, and to and to develop a, a kind of resilience towards it. And I'm not sure that's the right words necessarily. Um, So certainly I want to talk about that some more. And then also I just want to talk about things like um, regular bad things that can and do happen, which may not always actually end up being bad or um, as devastating as we might think, because it's just stuff that happens and it's how we perceive it. And after the time, things will improve and we'll move on. So I think there are different categories of ways of being able to think about what kind of bad thing is it that that we may be experiencing? What what's the context that sits with that? And having understood those pieces, how then can we move forward, and how are we able to move forward? And also, uh, I want to be able to talk about things around how do we improve our resilience, so that. We're not consumed by uh, negative thoughts and ill feeling. 
because that can quite easily happen as well. So, it's, so this, so today's one is going to be quite a quite a heavy one. I, th- I would suggest that you buckle in, you know, and get ready for it, um, and, and maybe also get ready to engage with me around this as well, in terms of what is it that you think about all of these topics. What's your experience around these? And when I talk about the, these topics, I'm I'm trying to be mindful that I'm going to be sharing stuff around what I think I experience myself as well as being able to share insights from from various sources that I I've come across and I'm and I'm read up on. Um I may not be able to always reference those as well as I might like to. Uh, and so I, I hope that you trust that where where I do talk about things, they they come from a place of um I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping that they, they come from a place of usefulness and of insight from uh, from the wider world of of life before we start talking about those different pieces i just want to make sure that we uh, we understand why i i want to be able to talk about this and why it's important to address within the overall field of positive psychology and it's mainly because you have to be able to address reality you know, as I've said before on previous podcasts, positive psychology is not about dismissing reality. It's about working with exactly what we have, with these various situations that we're in, and through them, trying to find ways that work for us in ways that we can thrive. None of that means that we dismiss what's happening to us. And when we do, and people do, right, they do it in all sorts of ways where they deny what's happening to them or they dismiss it or they explain it away or whatever it is they do to not accept their reality. It often comes back to um, to confront them in ways that they don't expect because they've been uh, willfully trying to keep uh, keep separate from it and keep distant from it. And certainly I've learned that as well, that when I try to, or when I don't want to acknowledge that something is reality, I will quite happily go around as if everything is okay for that situation. And I've done it in many different instances (laughs) and different circumstances. And that may be my, I think that's very much my personal trait I wonder to what extent that's how others operate. I probably think it's not, in that I've often been the type of person who, it's not just, um, you know, the old adage that goes once bitten, twice shy. Uh, For me, it's more like once bitten, uh, I'll probably get bitten again many, many times over. And probably on about my 50th or 60th round would think, oh, right, there seems to be some kind of trend happening here. Because I keep on falling into the same traps. So, uh, certainly, I, I, I acknowledge it in myself. And I acknowledge that sometimes I don't want to accept that the reality may be telling me one thing. And when we look in the broader sphere and the broader current climate that I, I am regularly referring back to, and I think we have to, and we have to, be able to acknowledge what is happening out there in the world. There, there is, there are all manners of 
hardship that people are facing and through technology and through social media people are finding so many ways to be able to attack harass troll any number of people just because they're outspoken and because they've got an opinion of some sort and or because they don't want to believe other people when they come out with their accounts of what they may be experiencing and we've got to we we have to understand what's happening out there we have to be able to provide some kind of useful forum where people are able to raise their voices they are able to express themselves and when they do that that they find that they have support of other people and that through that they they can find a useful way to be able to support themselves and where appropriately to support others as well so i think we do have to be very mindful that it can be really easy to dismiss reality and in some instances sometimes we just might even be ignorant to the reality that is present and around us as well and that's when that normally happens it normally happens because we're privileged enough to not experience those types of challenging situations that others may face and you know in particular i think about things like homelessness and people facing fuel poverty and food poverty and i i struggle with that uh, with those concepts not because i don't believe they don't exist i see them existing plenty around me i i struggle to work with them because that's such a hard situation to be in where you have to make active choices around do you buy food do you buy uh, some kind of um, energy or electricity or uh, gas to heat your home that you're in or do you um, uh, pay the rent and any one of those choices mean that one of the others may not happen that's so hard and i only applaud people who find a way to be able to work with that and try and get through that that's just one example of where there is a current reality to many for for many many people out there and so when i'm talking about things like positive psychology and how we can thrive and how we can be the best ourselves our best selves i'm very aware that i'm talking from a very strong place of privilege that for for many of us we are able to be able to for many of us who are able to listen to this podcast and take the insights that i talk about and hopefully that you share we're able to be able to do something with that because we're in positions where life allows us those opportunities and so we have to be mindful of these things and we have to be able to not um underestimate the the uh the benefits and the the positions that we're in so as well as that as well i i think you know the the analogy there is an analogy of you can't build strength if you if things are not working currently because you're then doing two separate activities one of those is going to suffer you know if and what i mean by that is that if if you're facing a very challenging personal situation that needs to be corrected that needs to be rectified it can't continue in the way that it's continuing because it's only damaging to yourself you can't from that suddenly build strength 
because what you're doing is you're you are separating two two things in your life and the way that life tends to work means that at some stage one of those is going to give and normally it means the positive type activity because the damaging and challenging thing that you're facing no- normally becomes overwhelming and or it gets to a situation where it has to be resolved and no- and nothing else matters and so i wonder what that makes you think um my my dear listeners i wonder what that gets you thinking because that's quite uh, you know we're, we're talking about things which are hard and we're talking about things which can be challenging for people and one of the things i've always been quite clear about is that if you're facing something where you need to get out of that situation that has to be the focus because it's only once you're through that and out of it or it's been resolved in some way that you're able to be able to then take care of yourself to rebuild that strength to rebuild yourself to rebuild your character and who you are and that's something which you know can take a lot of i mean undoubtedly it takes a lot of effort to be able to come out and through those situations you have to know how and what that means you know who who are the people you can trust to help get you get through those times where are those trusted people are they going to be professional services are they going to be uh, the police are they going to be your gp or social services or what or whoever else and when you're out and through that who is the next group of people that can help you to make sense of what happened because we do have to make sense about things that have happened to us and we do have to be able to find ways then that that we can rebuild our resilience and when we talk about bad things happening and when, when i think back to the research that's been done into how people thrive in different situations and what they come through you know the 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 things that normally help people come through hard and challenging situations are things like hope and optimism and goodwill and connection to others and those things don't come easy to some people certainly they they can be things which feel quite can sometimes feel naive which we've spoken about previously where people don't always understand how you can be optimistic in the face of hard times or how you can have hope when things seem to be hopeless and so i wonder you know what, what does that make you think as well because it's it is something that we we have within us to be able to explore and find and yet it can also be seen as the wrong way to think i don't know if there's a right or a wrong answer to that i think this is very much just around how people choose to act and how they choose to be in the world so when we talk about bad things happening this is about life this is about reality and it's not about escaping any of that through any kind of uh, wanton and willful i keep using the w- the word willful i've used it several times today probably end up using it a few more times as well um 
yeah, we can't escape think when things ha- have happened to us. And we shouldn't either. You know, it's uh, we, we, we often get caught in rhetoric and narratives around you have to just think your way out of these things. Like I explained in the Positive Thinking podcast, you can't just positively think your way out of stuff if it's damaging and challenging to you or it's hard and it's really taken a toll, it's toll on you. It requires a, a fair level of support and reflection and thinking and insight to be able to get through that stuff. So I want to come back to those three different ways that we can think about what kind of bad things are we referring to. So I want to take the easy one first of all. The easy one is things like, you know, things where sometimes we think it's been a bad thing that's happened. And actually it's not, right? It's things which are, I wouldn't say trivial, you know. So I'm I'm thinking of things like if you've had a relationship breakup and, you know, provided it's not been a... Um, a violent um, experience then and provide you know thinking that most breakups tend to be uh, hard (laughs) in some way you know um, very few end up being a mutual thing and normally there's a fair amount of emotion that comes with that right so that, that that's kind of one thing that I might think of another thing is something like experiencing redundancy from work right that's that's another thing where you'd go yeah, that's a fairly tough thing to experience, being told that you're not wanted and needed for a job anymore, and you're going to be let go from the company. Yeah, all right, that that's, that that is absolutely a tough and hard thing to get through. Or you know, even breaking a bone. You know, um, again, provided it's not a life-threatening injury, breaking a bone, right? It takes time for it to heal and to for uh, for it to for you to go through the you know, necessary recovery to to get better and out of it. Those kind of things that I've just mentioned there, when you allow a a kind of relative ordinary passage of time, those things improve. You know, you you tend to feel better after a few weeks or a couple of months or so if you've broken up from a partner, you uh, and, and you find ways to be able to get back on your own track of what you want to do and how, how you want to be in the world, independent of anybody else. You know, so that's one thing, right? Um, if you've come out of redundancy and you've been fortunate enough to have a good package that comes with it, then that allows for stuff as uh, good and positive things to happen as well. You know, I, I, I know people who've taken a redundancy package and they've done things like redone their kitchen on, or gone on a holiday, uh, for uh, two months, you know, to <laughs> because they've they've got the money suddenly to be able to enjoy, and they don't have work to go to. So why not enjoy yourself if that's what you can do? And you know, if you've broken a bone, sure it hurts, but medical marvels are, are pretty wondrous these days. And through those types of things, we will heal and we will come out of it recovered and able to get back on and do normal sets of activities. So that's, that's kind of one category of stuff I would normally put um, that I think we can put a, a class of bad things happening where if you allow a normal passage of time, it will improve just because of the nature of what it is. And they're, they're often not so devastating that it requires any further kind of 
support around, you know, so things like counselling or therapy or um, or any other kind of um, help that you, you may think is necessary. Just because it, 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 there, there's a set of stuff there which, as people, we have natural, I say natural resilience, we have a certain level of resilience which allows us to be able to just get through those in a way which is helpful. And in a way which means that, uh, yeah, you know, through a certain passage of time, something new will undoubtedly happen and come around. So I think that's one thing we can do. And I wonder if you agree with me. And I wonder if you think that that's a useful way to be able to think about one set of activities. And I call it the, the easiest one to deal with because it kind of is, you know, in, in the way that I've just described it there. The other one I want to talk about is there is there are very many instances of willful violence and manipulation that happen. There are some people who are just finding ways to be willingly violent to others and to manipulate them in in ways which may not be violence but certainly is around abuse and exploitation. I mean, personally, I've just ne- I've, I've always struggled with that kind of person. I just don't know how that can happen, and I wonder if I, I wonder to what extent that's around the, the, your moral teachings that you've either received or haven't. And you know, certainly, I remember growing up, and I had such a strong set of morals and values instilled into me and unto me by my parents. Uh, I was under no doubt that things like, you know, drinking alcohol, taking drugs, smoking cigarettes, were all, you know, deeply bad character flaws that you should never, ever do, you know. And up until kind of my late teens, I didn't go near any of that stuff. Until, of course, you you start to socialise with friends and... You start to see that there are other things that you can possibly do. And these days, you know, I enjoy a good beer. um, And and at the same time, I'm quite moderate around it as well. I don't I don't drink every day. I I drink. I'm a social drinker, you know, maybe once or twice a week. But I don't have the same kind of moral attacks around drinking like I used to. That's uh, that's taken the original piece completely aside, and what I uh, what I meant to go down the route of was, I, I wonder how some people may. I wonder what it is that's lacking when people find that they can hurt others in ways which are just horrific to me, and I just don't understand how those things can happen. This week. We've been hearing about the news that's coming out from Florida at the Parkland in in the Parkland area, the school shooting that happened. And I'm so saddened by that. It's such a sad, horrific story. And I just don't know. I don't know how those people I don't know how the families of those people and the friends of the people who are the victims. I don't know how they're going to get through the next, you know, week, the next two weeks, the next three weeks. Because it's all so mindless and senseless. 
in war when things happen, you can often accept that if you're in that type of situation, there is a likelihood or there is a reality that that can happen. But if you're in a regular neighborhood where you don't face those kinds of situations, to have something like this happen, I just don't understand it. And I think when things like this happen, this is this sits very for me. This sits very clearly outside of the confines of what positive psychology can allow for, and also what um, resilience can allow for, and well-being can allow for, because everything about us gets disrupted. And when I when I say that, I, I don't mean that in um, I don't I'm not exaggerating. I don't think I'm exaggerating. You know, thankfully I, I, I'm in a situation and I live in a place where I, I never I'm not likely to have to face those types of realities and so I have to only go by what I read and what I understand about how how people react and how they deal with these types of situations and all I can all I can reach is that when people when when there are those who are acting in such ways what they are seeking to do is to absolutely disrupt life completely and they're not looking for any kind of other outlet or something it's not that someone is just reacting to something in a bad way it's that they are seeking to 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 give some kind of message through their violence and it's just awful it's just awful i don't know how anybody is meant to be able to deal with those things you know, where, where, and if, if, if we would just remove ourselves from that slightly and, and think about other types of violent situations that people can face, where they are, where they live through them and they are, um, they've some, found some way to be able to get through those situations and, and those, um, different things that they may be facing. That's really hard because they're, they're having to face a set of reality that these things happen to them. And that's, again, you're just talking about a set of thoughts, realities that feed into things and almost define who you've become because of those things. I have only admiration for people who find ways to be able to come through any of those types of situations. Because they find ways to continue to live. And I don't mean that the only choice other than that is to die. But to be able to continue to find ways to accept those awful things. And to be able to continue with day to day things that need to happen as well. I guess that's what the human spirit is about, right? I think it must be, you know, the... The soul finds its way to be able to help us to get through and to experience life. I I, I wonder how often we're, we're able to talk about these things. I wonder how often we're allowed to talk about these things. Certainly through many types of popular programs or discussions or media you don't really talk about these things. Not like this. You know, not, not, not in a way which is about the human. It's about the person. 
Often we talk about them in ways which are rife with emotions and thoughts and rationalizations. And when it comes down to it, I, I, I often come back to how, how, how is the person who's having to live through these things or who is the survivor of or who is the victim or is close to those people where those things are happening? And I think that that's a set of activities. No, sorry, wrong word. That's a set of things that can happen to a person or group of people, which I think often requires justice to happen. Because the the, the nature of what those things tend to be tends to be around the need for someone to have to answer for some way in the pain and the suffering that they've caused. And I think when that justice has come, I think it's after that period is when the individual is then allowed to think about, so what happens next? And I don't know what the answer is to that. I don't know if it's about looking after yourself. I don't know if it's about finding solace in others. I don't know if it's about finding um, religion or you know what what the answer might be. It's it's hard. There's a lot of things there that need to be explored and unpacked with the individual because to get to that point of finding justice, you often need to have to have one set of people to help you to get to there. And then to move on from that to a place of support, well-being and, and being able to function better than you have done previously, that requires a different set of people. It requires a different set of thinking and insights, which, you know, again, I just don't think that we have the right kind of thinking and or structures in, in our relationships and friendships to enable us to do that. I mean, we might do. I might be completely way off mark on that. I've taken a bit of a pause there because I just needed to think and reflect on what I've just been saying. And and I guess I'm mindful as well that, you know, I'm talking about this from my own experiences, what I've read and what I think I understand and what I think I know. I'm really interested to know what others might think of that. How can you help me to understand these things better? So the other thing I'd like to talk about is death. Probably the hardest thing that any of us will ever have to face is somebody close to us, a loved one, dying. So far, I've been fortunate enough that I've not had to experience a close loved one passing away. I've had family members die. I've had friends who've died. And those are all hard. But to have... uh, I've not experienced anything uh, so personal yet, though. And at the same time, I, I know I have friends who have had those kind of losses. And I've tried to make sure that in different ways I, 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 I am there with them and for them. I read a very, uh, there was a great set of tweets uh, on this to help 
around the framing of how we can understand of death and it was the the explanation i'm going to try to find the tweet and put it into the show notes as well but the framing of it was that this uh, person went to visit the doctor after um i think it was their father had passed away and the way the gp had described it was that it's like you're in a box and the, the there's a big button on the side and there's a bell there's a ball bouncing around inside this box and every time it hits that button it causes pain and initially that button is really big and it's quite an easy target to hit and lots of things will cause that button to be hit because the ball it represents just life and so there's, there's always going to be things that come and hit it and then what happens is over time the button becomes smaller, becomes a smaller target to hit. But every time it's hit, the pain intensity is still the same. And and so you, you can't escape that because you don't know what life is going to throw at you that's going to remind you of that pain. And when, it, when you experience it, it will be just as potent as when it initially happened. But over time, what happens is that it just becomes the the opportunities for those moments become less and less, and it allows for life to start happening again. And I found this a really helpful analogy and a really helpful way to be able to help people think about death. And I hope it does. I hope I hope in the way I've expressed that and articulated it, I hope that offers you a way to be able to think about stuff. In particular around death, I, I, I just don't find that we discuss it well enough. In society, in families, in friendships, it tends to be a topic which we just don't want to. I mean, of course we don't want to, right? It's a very morbid topic. Who wants to think about when you're not here on this earth anymore? That's just, I mean, yeah, okay, look. Uh, yeah, so I'm not dismissing the fact that people don't want to talk about it. At the same time, we just don't talk about it well enough, you know? And certainly something I've become uh, a bit mindful of is that as I'm getting older, I'm really mindful that I'm starting to approach uh, a a set of years. Um, I'm 39 and this year is my 40th. And it's from this point onwards where I'm just I'm just aware that my body is going to start to not work as well as it used to. And I accept that that's going to happen. Also, I'm really mindful that I'm approaching the years when um, it's quite likely that something is um, could happen to me um, physically, medically, that I may not be expecting. And so I've just got to... And I, I'm not dismissing that that can happen, right? So earlier I was talking about not dismissing reality. I'm trying not to dismiss the reality that at some point I, things may just start to happen in a way which I don't expect them to. And that's going to be tough to deal with when it happens. But also, I'm I'm just really mindful that you know that's this kind of the the time that can that you know th- these times can come around quite quickly. Also, what I'm really mindful of, on a personal perspective, is my parents are definitely at the age where at any if uh, I'm quite fortunate that both of my parents are still around, and if something were to happen to either of them i'm i'm fully i'm aware that 
it it could um I, I don't know how to say this in a way which doesn't um wish ill on my parents because I'm definitely not wishing ill on them but I'm 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 very aware and acceptant of the fact that um things can happen and I am aware that um and you have to forgive my stuttering as I'm going through this obviously I'm trying to find a right way to express myself um just accepting that you know, if something were to happen this these years are the times it's likely to happen and not just to them i have other elder relatives to whom this type of reality is probably going to come around and yeah i'm just and i'm just really just mindful in myself that that's that's kind of where things are at so i mean i i think the the thing that happens when we don't enable ourselves to talk well about this is you know how do we talk to our parents about these things how do we talk to our loved ones about these things just as a way of being able to acknowledge that it's a conversation that can be had it doesn't have to be a morbid one i mean i can't remember a couple of years back i was driving with a family in the car and we were driving past a cemetery and it said muslim cemetery and uh, my uh, son said to me dad what does that mean and I had to explain to him that it means that that's a place where the uh, uh, people of muslim faith want to get buried and he asked so what what does that mean for sikh people and i had to explain to him and you know he was like 8 at the time i think he was i had to explain to him that in the sikh faith uh, when people die we get cremated we get burned and he said but dad i don't want to do that because what if it hurts and i found it quite amusing because obviously as an adult we understand that you know once you're dead that's really it, it no, no, nothing else can really affect us and his innocent mind took him to a place of he understands that he doesn't want that to happen because he understands that fire can hurt and um once a body's dead he doesn't want it to be burned because it would hurt and and at the same time he also said can we also make sure that when we die that we're all buried together because i don't want to be apart from everyone and again i just found that a really lovely sentiment because he, he there there's just a, a, a such an innocence about how we can think about death and of course you know to that kind of uh uh question uh my wife said sure you know that that can happen uh, you know, we can always have a lot next to each other and it was a set of conversations i didn't i really didn't expect to have i'm glad it happened because we were able to talk about it and then at the same time I um, I remember back last year uh, that my daughter had a period of about a month where she was really worried that her mum and dad that mean her her mum weren't going to be around and we weren't really sure where that was coming from but she she was quite upset about it for a bit and and again it's a set of conversations which you don't expect to have as a parent and at the same time I'm glad we were able to have some conversation around it to help her understand that we're okay we're going to be here things are not in that place where she needs to worry about those things 
and uh, and we just had to keep reminding her that there was um, her family and her loved ones around her. So that's one set of stuff. And then there's another set of conversations I'm thinking that I, I, I just have to make sure I'm having with my parents, which is around, you know, what are their wishes when it's, uh, when, when they're not here anymore? What do they want to happen? How do they want things to be resolved for them? And, you know, which family members do they want to ensure things are taken care of for? And which other family members do they want to be um, included on various different things that happen? Because that's a set of conversations which I think that if you can have those, then you can honour the person much better after death than having to guess, I wonder if this is what they would want, and having to kind of work around that stuff. It's an awful set. Of, uh, it, I mean, I say it's an awful set of conversations. It's a set of conversations which are tough to have because it's, it's acknowledging the frailty of human life. And yeah, you know, I don't. I, I'm, I'm not advocating that we have to. Everyone should have to have these conversations. I think that what we can do is that accept that we can have conversations about the about this kind of about the topic of death better, and we can be much more adult in our thinking about it and approach to it because I think what that allows for to some degree and I'm I'm really cautious about what I'm about to say here is I think what it allows for to some degree is a level of resilience around how we handle the death of a loved one because we're in a place where we are able to understand how we can work through that because we have had some discussions around those around that person not being here anymore, and I'm not dismissing for, at all for any moment that there is a huge level of emotion and sadness that comes with the passing of a loved one, and that really does require a lot of personal time and effort and support from uh, from those around us to be able to really work through that and to. Uh, to to and and again, I'm just mindful that it's uh, I I don't want people to think that I'm I'm uh, I'm minimising the importance of uh, someone passing away, and that's absolutely not what I'm trying to say here. Is I'm trying to acknowledge that we can discuss these topics better, and when we do, we allow ourselves to be able to operate from a, from a, a position of better clarity than we might ordinarily think. So I think that's quite a lot of stuff that I've tried to talk about in today's episode. Quite a lot of tough topics as well. Bad things do happen and the way that we think about those things and the way that we try and resolve them in different ways allow for us to grow and understand and become more human in, in various ways. I think the way that I've separated it can be a useful way and I wonder what your thoughts are on that. So please do let me know. Um, And I hope that this hasn't been too much of a downer of an episode. I hope that there's been a useful set of thoughts and discussions here. Have a good weekend, everyone.